in your bulletin, you will notice our insert of our annual report to parishioners. And I wish to just draw your attention to um, a couple numbers at the bottom of it. It has a range of those who have given and how many givers in that range. We have a total of 505 givers in the past year, which is up from the previous year. But you'll notice that 258 of them gave $500 or less. And for the majority of people, that's less than 1% of their household income. We've been emphasizing stewardship and intentional giving, and we need everyone here to be intentional about their stewardship. Again, I put out my handy chart at the exits. Again, if you need that, ask you to take one. And then tonight or tomorrow or the latest sometime this week, um, go online and sign up for electronic giving and intentionally commit. You may not be able to give 6% right away to the parish, but um, try 3 or 4% for this year. Again, the Lord has given us a very magnanimous mission for a parish. But we need everyone to be able to do that. And so I thank you for your intentional stewardship in this way. Jesus says today, give to God what belongs to God. Give to God what belongs to God. What is that that belongs to God? It's important for us to figure this out so we know what to give him. The SAT, that standardized test that high schoolers have to take before going on to College These days, I don't think it's as mandatory, but back in my day, you had to take it. And they would have analogy questions in there. And I liked these questions. They, they forced you to think. Questions such as A is to B as C is to D. So, okay, Michelangelo is to artist as Mozart is to blank. Well, composer, right? Mozart, or sorry... Michelangelo is an artist and Mozart is a composer. Or quarter is to football as period is to blank. Quarter is to four, to a football game, right? Whereas a period is to a hockey game. So you'd have to figure those things out. And so we can kind of do that with today's gospel to figure out what it is that belongs to God and so we can give it to God. Because Jesus says that the coin belongs to Caesar. Why is it that the coin belongs to Caesar? Well, because it has the image and inscription of Caesar on it. What is it that has, therefore, the image and inscription of God on it? And therefore belongs to God? Well, it's you and me. Each and every one of us have been made in the image and likeness of God. We've been stamped with his image, and therefore we belong to God. And subsequently, we are called to give that which belongs to God ourselves to God. In the history of the church, there's been this idea of two conversions. The first is when we come to the faith. Maybe we make a good confession, we commit ourselves to come into Mass every Sunday. We seek to avoid mortal sin. But there's a second conversion that needs to take place. This is what our gospel is speaking about. 
giving to God what belongs to him. We belong entirely to God, and we must make of ourselves an offering to God. Yes, I've hammered giving our time, our talent, and treasure to God, but more fundamentally, it's ourselves, it's our persons that must be given to God as an offering to God. You may say, well, okay, of course, yeah, the you know, priests and religious can do that, and the young people, they still have an opportunity to do that because they can then be a priest or religious. No, each and every one of us, if you're married, even if you're older, you can still make that offering of self to God to make your life a sacrificial offering to God according to your state in life. Our former principal, Mr. David Douglas, he always spoke about that, uh, spoke about that in that way. I'd have good conversations with him, and he always spoke about his, his life, his calling as a principal, but also as a father and a husband, and making of his life an offering to God, offering to God his very self in that way. I think we would do well to speak and to think more of ourselves in that regard, to give ourselves, to make a sacrificial offering of ourselves to God. At the end of St. Paul's life, he's writing to St. Timothy, and he says, quote, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering or a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. A drink offering or a libation was a type of sacrifice that the Israelites would offer. And what you would do is just basically pour a bunch maybe of good wine on the ground. In a sense, you're sacrificing, you're, you're wasting it, right? You can't soak up it from the ground anymore. It's done with. And Paul's saying he's given his life like that as an offering to God, just poured himself out. Think of yourself if you ever played a sport. I loved at the end of a hockey game, hockey game there's nothing better than coming into the locker room and just being totally spent, <laughs> taking half an hour to take off your equipment because you're so tired. You can't do it. You're sweating. You're exhausted. You've got blood on your jersey. You have a, a, a Charlie horse because you blocked a shot to save a goal. Like That's how we want to feel at the end of our lives, having given totally of ourselves to the Lord, to pour ourselves out as a libation, a drink offering. What a beautiful way to consider ourselves and our lives. Give to God what belongs to God. You belong to God because you are made in his image. So we've had that first conversion. We don't want to go to hell. God and the Catholic faith are somewhat important to us but we're lacking that total self-offering to make of our lives a total offering to God. In the Magnificat this week, the Magnificat is this kind of daily devotional with the readings in it. It has this great reflection on just this point. It says, A man must come to a point in life, sometime after a commitment to God is already firmly in place, in which he realizes that he has not yet fully offered his life to God. 
despite what may be years of faithfulness in a vocation, a deeper offering still awaits the soul. A life may be committed and devout and externally dutiful, but it still awaits a deeper realization of an entire offering of itself as an utterly personal act before God. A man has to arrive at a decisive reckoning in which he sees now with fresh eyes what it means to give himself unreservedly to God. Until that time, he still lacks something. A man has not surrendered himself as yet in a complete offering to God, an utterly personal prayer of absolute oblation before God is still needed, which from that day it is made changes forever a soul's relationship with Jesus Christ. The act is a deep interior release of the soul to be from then onward at the complete disposable the complete disposal of God's purposes. My friends, it's at the Mass when we kind of do this in a real particular kind of formal way. We can make that act of the will to unite ourselves with this offering to the Lord. And we say, okay, Lord, I'm committing myself to you in this way, making my life an offering. And then we go home. We go on with our lives during the week. And that's where the rubber hits the road. That's really when we pour ourselves out to our wives, to our husbands, to our children giving of ourselves in a sacrificial way. Lord Jesus, I come before you as your disciple, as your humble servant. I praise you and I give you glory. You have stamped me with your very own divine image. I belong to you, and therefore I wish to give myself entirely to you. Give me the grace to make my entire life, my entire being, a sacrificial offering to you. Allow me to withhold nothing from you, to give myself unreservedly to you, to pour myself out as a libation, to pour out my life as an offering. Jesus, give me that grace. Give me that grace, Lord Jesus.